Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. DFS today. Welcome to Week Two's edition of DFS today. Thanks for joining us this morning on Zumo Channel Seven Nineteen Sports Grid TV Network. Excited to have you here with us. I'm here along with Joe Pisapia, and we're going to bring you all the action that you need, all the information that you need uh, for daily fantasy sports today. A lot of action. As always, we'll cover mostly the main slate, maybe give you some tips for the Sunday-Monday night games. But, Joe, excited to be here for Week 2 after the highest-scoring Week 1 in NFL history from a touchdown standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great Week 1 for fantasy owners, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure there's so many overreactions, so many things we're going to get to today. But at first, I'm just happy that neither of us conflicted because I was going to wear that Gardner Minshew suit, that it's red tough. suit that was so Guy's got a lot of salad, a lot of salad oh, right here so in the middle. Good. He's trying to do a Conor McGregor Thing so uh, maybe that maybe that inspires you to put Minshew in some of your lineups. Although I can't say he's our first choice, but uh, a lot of games this week. As I mentioned, week one, ninety touchdowns, the most ever in an opening weekend in NFL history. Came up just shy of the scoring record, but nonetheless, a lot of fantasy goodness. Some of the guys we got right, some uh, surprised. Obviously, I think it was a pretty good week one right here for us. That's for sure. Lamar Jackson, somebody we talked a ton yep. about. Five touchdowns. That's pretty good. I would say the five touchdowns is a pretty good place to start. Uh, in terms of other big performers, obviously Andrews, now Hollywood Brown, those are two guys that we have to take into account. And I think this week there's going to be some carryover into that game, Mike. I really do against Arizona in Baltimore. I think that defense is pretty porous as well. So although maybe some of that success was due to the fact that it was the Dolphins, quote unquote, I think it's going to be back again in week two here against yeah. the Cardinals in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm with you. There's three massive favorites this week in the NFL. We have the Patriots laying almost three touchdowns. We have Baltimore nearly two touchdown favorites against Arizona. Uh, and then, where am I blanking on the third one already? But uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs against Oakland. Uh, and that's going to be a, a huge stacked game, I would say. Those are three games where people are looking for game stacks. Any of the other games pop out to you as a potential game stack opportunity? Well, the thing is, when talking about game stack opportunity, we're also talking about offenses that can bring it on both sides. So I would think the Rams and Saints, even though it's Drew Brees on the road, I do think the Rams and Saints are certainly ones you should consider today. I know some of them are pricey, but that doesn't make them bad plays. But ironically, you know, when you look at that Pats game, it's probably going to be one side. At least they're not going to make an investment somewhere else. I think you're going to make an investment on that other side, and I know we'll get to it later, of that Oakland game because I do think between Josh Jacobs, what we saw out of him on Monday night, I think what we saw out of Derek Carr and Waller as well, that all of a sudden they've got enough weapons, and that defense at Kansas City is not very good, Mike, so I think they can come back again and actually score some points. Can they keep pace with the Chiefs? Probably not, but from a DFS standpoint, I think you want both ends of that game, and that's one that's very intriguing because of that. Tyra Williams, obviously really efficient, too, in week one. I, I think in a rush to get the pricing out and in reading Daily Roto's notes and listening to the podcast during the week, I think this is really an impact of Oakland having played late on Monday night. They're in a rush to get the pricing out, and Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams, and other Raiders came in very underpriced. Darren Waller, one of them as well. Yeah, they did, and it's something you want to take advantage of because I think when you're looking at this team, again, because that Chiefs defense, and I'm going to be harping on this all year, they're going to be in a ton of shootouts. They have not improved. Tyra Matthew is a nice piece. The only piece that I'm actually worried about because of Matthew's presence is actually Tyra Williams because it's the same side of the field, and if they do double Williams, that's going to be a little bit of a trouble for them. But I think Darren Waller certainly showed you that he can line up anywhere as well and be effective. I think Josh Jacobs is just going to get fed the ball a ton because what should your game plan be against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Well, it should be to run the football and try your best to keep him off the field because pretty much every time he touches the ball, it looks like it's going to be a touchdown. So as far as I'm concerned, Jacobs is a must-own. I don't care if it's a high ownership. He's going to eat. And like you said, Mike, he's just still low price. That price did not catch up because of Monday night. Well, let's explore the Pats thing for a second because you seem to – you're not necessarily fading it, but maybe not as confident as some of the other people out there. But uh, I would suggest what if the game script ends up like it did last week where they just blow the doors off in the 
first half. And frankly, it doesn't matter if they play a 60-minute game. And maybe even Jared Stidham sees the field uh, to take some snaps and hand the ball off. What, what do you think about that possibility? Well, look, there's every chance that this is going to be exactly what people think it is, which is going to be a complete and utter blowout, especially when you say, and you take the logic from Sunday night and say, well, if they did this against the Pittsburgh Steelers, then what the hell is going to happen when they face the lowly Dolphins after Lamar Jackson carved them up? And my answer is yes, that probably could be the case. But let's not also forget that Tom Brady historically does not play well in the heat. It's going to be warm there today. Let's also not forget they have a new piece in the offense. They're working with Antonio Brown. I'm not saying it's not going to be a high-scoring affair for them, but I'm just saying that uh, I think it's so chalky and so many people are going to be on it that it's not something that necessarily is going to pay off. And I think in the long run, that's what we're looking for in the DFS community. We're looking for what's the best combination of points, ownership, all these things in tournaments to make that work, and what if they are up by a lot or enough where they just ease off? And that's a real concern, too, because what if Sony Michelle kind of gets the work or maybe even Harris? Like, How is that going to work out there in the fourth quarter of this game? I don't know. You don't know. And I think that's something DFS owners are a little shy about. I think... I think in tournaments you you can sprinkle in some Sony Michelle there because maybe he gets a couple of touchdowns early or maybe you take a crack with Burkhead. But to your point, I'm more concerned with trying to figure out what the running backs are going to do than anything else. It's always a challenge with the Pats, but particularly in a game like this where we expect them to be up by conceivably four touchdowns at some point in the first half or at least at some point during the game, what do you really think the running back share is going to be? We talked about Brandon Bolden before the break. It could be just somebody running out the clock. Well, Rex Burkhead that's got right. a ton of work last week, too. Right. So it really is a crapshoot, like you said. And I think that's what makes it so scary, and that's what makes, I think, a dangerous, almost trap-like investment in the Patriots this week. And, yeah. and I'm fading it not completely. I'll tell you what, there's one piece of that offense I love from a matchup standpoint. It's Josh Gordon. Because he's just a complete matchup nightmare for this team. And uh, you saw last week that the Pittsburgh Steelers just wanted no part in trying to tackle him. He looks big. He looks strong. Yeah. He looks ready to rock and roll for the first time in a very long time. And now you're adding A.B. already with Julian Edelman and Gordon. I mean, I think it's going to be real tough. Steelers look like they were, get, they were getting ready for preseason week five, and they uh, ended up in Foxborough playing against the Patriots, who were ready for uh, week one. But uh, good point on Gordon. We know about the issue with Minka Fitzpatrick this week, potentially seeking a trade. So uh, maybe a guy that's checked out uh, in, in that game. But another component, I wonder if there's any in that cold heart of his, Bill Belichick's heart, would he take it easy on Brian Flores, a former assistant, now first-year head coach in Miami? Would he take it easy on him at any point if they're up 30, if they're up 24? Well, I don't know. Well, it's not Eric Mangini, so right. I don't think he's going to run up That's right. score. I la- last year, ironically, he, p- he faced two former assistants in Matt Patricia and Mike Vrabel. He lost both games. Yeah. So uh, I don't think they have his number. In the past, he's done well against his former assistants, but uh, I just wonder if that's, if that's out there at some point where they just run out the clock in the entire second half. Or they just say, hey, it's week two. Let's just take the pedal off the gas with all of our starters. And there's no reason why you shouldn't think that because Patriot Sanders is winning championships, not worrying about week two. And I think that's the thing to keep in mind. Right. Steelers, Hawks, another game that people are looking forward to stack. Are you interested in that one? Uh, very much so on the Steelers' point of view. Uh, I think there's a huge bounce-back potential. I know we're going to talk about some of those guys in a little bit, but uh, I think that the Steelers last week, that's a little bit of an anomaly. They got their doors blown off. I don't think it's going to happen in Pittsburgh, and Seattle struggled with Cincinnati at home. That does not bode well for all the weapons that the Steelers have and a very capable quarterback. Yeah, look, of all the teams last week, the team that surprised me the most was Cincinnati. Yeah. I expect them to be under six wins on the year. Maybe they just played a really good effort. There's no moral victories in the NFL, but to see Seattle struggle and squeak out that win late was surprising to me. We're gonna look. We're gonna talk about all the players at all the positions today. We just wanted to get into the games a little bit, give you a sense of what we're thinking, and we're gonna come back next and talk running backs, an important position for you to have locked up this week in your DFS lineups. Joe Pisapia, Mike Blue, and on DFS today, we'll be right back on the Sports TV Network. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and in Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. 
Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Welcome back to DFS Today. Mike Blue and Joe Pisa B. You can find Joe on Twitter at Joe Pisa P S 17. That's P I S A P I A 1717. Uh, I'm at Mike Blewett. Nothing fancy there. Uh, thank you for watching us today on the Sports Grid TV Network. And for those of you listening on TuneIn and iHeartRadio and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, we thank you. I, I always caution people at the beginning of this show because you may be watching it on demand at some point. We're filming this about between 8 and 9 Eastern. So important for you to know that inactives are going to come out, obviously, at 1130. So it could somewhat impact what we're saying although we have a good sense of uh, who's playing and who's not for this week. So uh, let's jump right in, Joe, to running back. So um, we talked a little bit about the Patriots earlier, but I, I think a few guys right at the top that we're seeing at a good value are Austin Eckler and James Conner. Those are two people that I'm seeing a lot in a lot of lineups being talked about in a lot of the DFS material this week. What are your thoughts on those two? Well, look, I think the reason with Eckler is obviously because you have Hunter Henry out. You have Mike Williams, who as of right now is going to play. But he's not 100% either. No Melvin Gordon, obviously. We already know that. So Eckler, in terms of a volume play, in terms of uh, target share and carry share, which is something that Daily Roto is very big on, you're going to see a ton of that out of Eckler. Now, I'll tell you what. I actually like the Lions in this game. I think that the Chargers are in trouble. I really do. I think they're a team that's going to regress a little bit this year. And by the time things get straight for them, I think they're going to be a problem. In terms of trying to play catch-up. Uh, but I would say that James Conner, on the other end, that's a guy that, even though he might be chalky this week, I think has a really good possible return on investment. I think he's going to absolutely be in play in terms of the amount of volume you're going to see him get there from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Him, Juju, Ben Roethlisberger, all at home. Everything will be fine. I understand Steelers Nation was crying in their terrible towels last week, but I think it's going to be just fine, and everyone can take a big sigh of relief. But Conner's going to be a huge part of that day today. There's no reason for me to believe that after watching this offense, all of last year and this last several years that the passing offense has just fallen apart. They dropped a whole bunch of passes last week. Dante Moncrief dropped a whole lot of passes. It was a a tough assignment regardless, 
but uh, I have to think that they'll get back on track, especially at home. So uh, Eckler really just a monster as far as his ability to touch the ball and his versatility in the offense, I I think will continue to be a value for DFS players until they start to really raise his price up to that uh, top tier. Uh, Some other guys out there, and a name that you mentioned here in your notes that I like a lot, is Matt Breda. Now, he was... Somewhat held back last week. They were checking for a concussion. They actually uh, used some uh, – Raheem Moster was in there a, a little bit, getting some carries after Tevin Coleman went down. But now we have a full, full week of him ready to go. Will Jeff Wilson, who's been activated off the practice squad, steal some of those touches? Conceivably. But the way in which the Niners utilize him and how much the Niners talk about how much they like him all during this offseason, I liked him for a seasonal play. And I think this is an ideal scenario with Coleman out that Breida can be a smash play for you. It is. And I know some people are – a little afraid of Raheem Mostert, and I think that's fair. But at the same time, I do think you have to think the workload there will be there for Brita, and I do believe that they're a scoring opportunity too. And when you're looking for a guy who's got a good combination of touchdown upside and good price, he's a good lineup builder this week, especially in cash games, because you got to think, i got to save somewhere, especially if I want to pay up a quarterback potentially for whether it be Lamar Jackson or want to pay up for a Patrick Mahomes, who we'll get to a little later on in the show. Those are the kind of guys who are going to allow you to do that. And I think that Brita is a responsible lower price running back and a bit of a fade for some of the top guys, but there's a couple top guys this week that I absolutely love and am willing to pay for. Okay, and one of the names you have right here is Alvin Kamara, a top guy you're willing to pay for. You were on Gurley last week. He's uh, mentioned here in your notes again, so give me your thoughts on those two. Well, I'm going to double down on Gurley again because I know the first half was frustrating for everybody. It was frustrating for me, too. I'm with you. But in the fourth quarter, he looked good. He looked real good. He looked like Todd Gurley. And I know the frustrating thing is you saw Malcolm Brown get the touchdowns, and that's not what you want. You want Todd Gurley to at least be getting the touchdowns, and I think that will come today. This is a huge game for the Rams. This is a game that when we look back on it could be determining home field advantage throughout the playoffs for the NFC. So all hands on deck today. I think that's why you saw Todd Gurley kind of paced along a little bit in that first half of that game. But on the other side of this one, Alvin Kamara is an absolute beast. And the reason I love Kamara so much this week, Mike, is because if you look at Drew Brees' history on the road last year, he averaged about 217 yards per game, only through eight touchdowns last year, or nine touchdowns, I believe, on the road. But Alvin Kamara's numbers on the road were absolutely spectacular last year. They leaned heavily on him. They eased off of Drew Brees. And I think you're going to see that again today because they're going to do everything they can once again to keep Jared Goff and all those receivers and Todd Gurley off the field, keep that ball. And the way you do that is a healthy diet of Latavius Murray, but especially Alvin Kamara. Uh, another guy here is a value play, Josh Jacobs. We talked about how all the Raiders are underpriced, really due to the fact that they played so late on Monday night. But uh, any concern that Jacobs regresses from week one to week two, or do you think there's going to be so many touches there in a high-scoring game that that's just worth it every time? I have no worries. Look at me. I'm I'm carefree, Mike Blewett. I don't know why. I just am. I think that John Gruden's figured out what this offense's identity is going to be, and I think it's going to be Josh Jacobs. It, in fact, it might have to be Josh Jacobs now that Antonio Brown is gone. So if you can run the football efficiently, he showed he can catch the ball as well. I think that all of the noise about, oh, I can't handle the workload, that's a big load of crap. And I'll tell you what, if that is coming true, it doesn't matter because it's only week two. We don't have to worry about that. This is not season long. This is daily fantasy. Is he going to be good today? I think absolutely. Huge amount of volume for him. Huge touchdown upside. I think he could even go for two scores today. I really like him. Again, Chiefs defense, not impressive at all to me last year. Especially against the run. Especially against the run. And, and I am all in on Josh Jacobs. He's a great value on DK and on FanDuel as well. You've got to start him. We'll talk about QBs later, but I, I thought the most important part of the way the Raiders looked on Monday night was that Derek Carr played really well. He did. He utilized Ty- Tyrell Williams and Jacobs, obviously, and Darren Waller are particularly well. Hunter Renfro, I think it's obvious he's going to be a part of the offense. Can you play him each and every week in DFS? Probably not, but you got to pick your spots, and maybe this is a week where if you're putting together a Chiefs-Raiders stack, Renfro can be there at a low price, and you just hope he rips off seven or eight catches. You can hope. I think Waller probably fits that bill a little bit better, yeah. especially when you want to pay down a tight end in that game because you can either go up to the top of Kelsey or go down to Waller, and I think Waller, in terms of cost efficiency, will be there for sure. And who's to say he doesn't have an equal game to Kelsey? I yeah. can't say it. You, none of us can. So it's certainly something when you're playing multi-entry, I think, to be aware of in the GPP world today. All right, so a couple other names on here. Uh, Adrian Peterson, obviously now in for the injured Darius Geis. Darius Geis owners... Uh, for seasonal leagues, of which I am one, are, are in a tough spot uh, because do you cut them outright? You probably could, but Adrian Peterson nonetheless steps in here. And another name that you have 
on here, uh, Derek Henry, coming off a monster week one. Uh, give me your thoughts on those two. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Mike. Derek Henry, for me, again, it's all about volume, right? What did they learn last year in the second part of the season? They learned that if you give Derrick Henry the football and you leave him alone, he will be fine. He's one of those guys that has to touch the football more. And you could see last week, those Cleveland Browns wanted no piece of him. Nobody does. He's an enormous human being, fast, strong, all the things that you want out of a running back, and he is incredibly difficult to tackle. Now, I do think very highly of the Colts. I said it last week. I thought they were going to cover. They did. I thought they went outright, and they would have if Adam Vinatieri could have just kicked one ball through the uprights, just one. But I digress. I'm going to keep that rage inside. But at the same time, Mike, I look a great at job of it. <laughs> Am I not? No. I'm sorry. It's I telling. try so hard. It's well, the Italian. I just, I just, I, I feel a piece of sweat about to beat up. If I don't let it out, I will just explode <laughs> all over the studio. It's a bad scene. You don't want that. But you do want Derrick Henry this week. I think Henry's a guy that you could absolutely get involved in. And I'll tell you what, that is going to be the key to the Titans' success. And I think the Titans are going to start the season two and zero this week. I really do. I've been on the Titans for years, and this is the first year I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to pick them over. Uh, I'm a little concerned. Offensive line injuries, um, which they do still have offensive line injuries. Uh, Taylor wants still out. Uh, Kevin Panfield uh, banged up. So, all right, last one, last couple here. Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, both somewhat disappointing or very disappointing in week yeah. one. Bounce backs here for both of I them? I think so, especially at home for Aaron Jones. Uh, I think you look at Aaron Jones and then – what he was last year, I think you just take that whole game against the Bears, you crumple up and you throw it out the window. Early game, coming off of a light preseason, everybody just wasn't clicking right. Not only that, but you also had the Chicago Bears defense in front of you. I think he'll get better at home this week. And I don't care if everyone's going to stack the box against Fournette. They don't really have an option. They're going to give Fournette the ball anyway. So in terms of volume, that's another good play where at least you're going to put yourself in a situation where you can be successful and probably low-owned as well. Yeah. Barkley obviously going up. He's a highest-priced running back going up against a tough Buffalo Bills defense. I think you can always expect market share, and he's a tournament play a little bit tougher in cash against a tough Bills D. Uh, Zeke Elliott going up against Washington. Still concerned about workload there? Uh, I think it's going to increase a little bit today. I don't think I'm ready to pay the premium for it yet. I think you're better off playing a premium with Kamara or probably at the very top there with Saquon. Yeah, and, and you look at a price like Dalvin Cook at 7200 you can drop down to 6000 for Derrick Henry, probably get as much efficiency or more, right? Absolutely. All right, so we're going to come back. We'll talk about wide receivers and keep getting into it. Wide receivers, values, and then tight ends and quarterbacks a little bit later in the show. It's Mike and Joe on DFS Today. We'll be right back. When is the NFL going to admit that Thursday night football is just not a good product? To expect these football players, you know, four days later to sack up and do it again. It's hmm. just not a good product. And we saw it on week one. We saw it last night. But the winning team, they don't care. Because in both weeks, we got a team getting a road divisional win. And that is gold in the NFL. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Made Taylors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. 
Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. We're seeing some Oakland love. Hey, the Raiders look pretty good on Monday Night Football. Down to plus seven at home against KC. That total, however, on the rise, total up to 53. Betters not respecting the Chiefs defense after their week one showing against Jacksonville, in which Gardner Minshew looked really good against KC coming off the bench. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Back on DFS today. Thanks for watching. So, wide receivers. Uh, a lot going on here. We talked about the three games in which we have massive spreads. KC at Oakland. We have uh, New England at Miami. Uh, and then we have uh, Baltimore hosting Arizona. So, uh, you're obviously going to take a look at those games first. But my first question to you, I guess, would be in the Pats game. Julian Edelman or Josh Gordon, which is the guy that you want today? I think I'm going to lead Josh Gordon for the upside. I just really do. I think there will be so much focus on Julian Edelman, so much focus on the new weapon of Antonio Brown that they're going to want to use and, and showcase that Josh Gordon becomes the odd man out. And I just think that it's just going to be a matchup disaster for the Miami Dolphins this mm-hmm. week. And, and I'm looking for touchdown upside, and I love Julian Edelman. He's more of a, I think he's more of a DK play because of the full-point PPR. I but agree. I would say that Josh Gordon's the guy you want because I think Josh Gordon's going to get his catches and the touchdown upside. And look, <laughs> there's probably enough to I go agree. around, but I think Gordon's the guy you want. I think particularly in tournaments, I'm going to lean Gordon and Cash. I think they're both fine, and I'd probably lean towards Edelman, as you said. But Gordon's the guy that could rip off the explosive plays uh, against the Miami defense that couldn't really cover uh, Marquise Brown last week or anybody for that matter. So I don't know if they're going to be able to cover anybody all year. They're literally down to a team where they've told the coach and the GM have told you there's only one guy left that we care about, and that's Christian Wilkins, their first-round draft pick from this year. Maybe a couple of the other draft picks from this year, but Mika Fitzpatrick was a first-round draft pick and a superstar player, and they're willing to get rid of him. They got rid of their starting left tackle. They obviously are playing Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen, not even really taking a look at Rosen at this point. So, uh, well, I it's think like what happened expect- in Oakland last year. Yeah. You know, uh, Gruden and everybody came in. They just wiped the slate clean. That's right. With the exception of the quarterback. They did at least have the quarterback there. That's something they're looking for, too. But they want to tank because there's a good chance that the franchise quarterback is going to be in that draft next year, and that's what you're looking for. You cannot win this league without a franchise quarterback, and you might as well tank for it now and then rebuild it after. Tua Tagovailoa, 440 yards yesterday and four touchdowns for those of you <laughs> tracking the number one pick. Uh, and against an SEC team. It wasn't uh, an, FB, an FCS team or anything like that. So, all right. Uh, so we took care of the Pats. Uh, uh, number one player uh, in all of fantasy football thus far, and certainly for DFS players last week, Sammy Watkins. If you took a shot, it paid off big, and you like him again this week. Yeah, he had a good month last uh, yeah, last week. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a huge output for Sammy Watkins. Game of his life. Uh, yeah, game of his life. And look, it's nice to see Sammy Watkins healthy. It's nice to see him on the field, and it's nice to see Patrick Mahomes have a comfortability factor with him. And the question is now, can he repeat that? Now, normally I would say, ah, you might want to pump the brakes on that a little bit. However, this is the Oakland Raiders, so of course he can repeat it. Absolutely, with Tyree Kill now out for an extended period of time. This is a great matchup for Watkins. Again, that secondary is a disaster, and now that that Oakland Raiders secondary is missing rookie Jonathan Abram already out for the year after uh, an injury in week one, there's no reason not to go all in on the Chiefs this week. I think this is one of those weeks where you do pay up for it, and not just in cash. I think you can pay up for it and make it work in tournaments as well because I think the output's going to be so potentially huge that you're going to need that. And I think Watkins, again, is going to be a big part of that. And I'll tell you what, there's another guy there, too, in Nicole Hardman. Just brought, about to bring that up. His rookie teammate, yeah. Nicole Hardman, second-round pick. Many people thought he was a reaction to a, a impending Tyree Kill suspension, which never happened. But now we have Tyree Kill off the field either way. Right, you do. And I think with Nicole Hardman last week, people say, well, he didn't do much. Well, he really wasn't in the game plan. When you have Tyree Kill and you have Sammy Watkins, you don't really need to worry about Nicole Hardman. But... If he's running with the ones all practice, they're going to have some gadget plays for him. I'm telling you right now, he is explosive. If you think 
what's the Mecole Hardman profile? Well, think Tyreek Hill a couple years ago in his rookie season. That's pretty much the same type of player. And we saw in his rookie year, Tyreek Hill had a couple massive games. And I think this week, when you're talking about return on investment, guys, he's one of them that you can look at it, use him as a lineup builder. I think he's a tournament play uh, only. I would not play him in cash, but as a tournament play, as part of this stack that you want to put together with the Chiefs, I think it's a really good spot for me, Cole, and the Chiefs in general. A couple other guys here to profile Keenan Allen. You talked about the Chargers perhaps taking a step back today, but do you like Keenan Allen to still produce? Again, I think this is a play with now that Mike Williams looks like he's going to play today, that's a positive. If Mike Williams wasn't on the field, I'd be a more hesitant. But because Mike Williams is at least on the field, you have to account for him a bit. But I think the volume's all going to go to Keenan Allen. Now, I keep saying it. I still say that the Detroit Lions, I think, can win this game outright. However, Keenan Allen's still going to eat. And I think right now they're looking to try to just get this offense going, get it rolling. It's a tough matchup for them on the road to travel, out of division, out of conference game. Those are the kind of games that are often traps for teams like the Chargers. So keep an eye on this one. But Keenan Allen, a pretty good investment on DK from a PPR standpoint. Yeah, let's talk about two more teammates. Uh, Pittsburgh, again, at home, we expect them to bounce back. Juju Smith-Schuster, really right towards the top of the Daily Roto projections this week. Uh, but... So I think the only thing we'd say there is that you continue to see Ben Roethlisberger looking in Juju's direction. I think there'll be some ability there with Seattle struggling to cover last week. They're a little banged up in the secondary and on the defensive line. So I, I think the Steelers could take advantage of that with Juju Smith-Schuster. But you also have James Washington listed as somebody you wanted to talk about. I do, and I am all in on Schuster this week. But if you want to pivot off that a little bit, uh, maybe in cash games you're looking for a lineup builder. We talked about Michael Hartman being a lineup builder in uh, tournaments this week, but in cash games, I actually think James Washington's a guy that could be that sort of a builder. You saw him get targeted a fair amount in that game against uh, the Patriots on Sunday night, and I do believe that when you're looking forward here, that you're going to see him target a lot more. Dante Moncrief looked absolutely awful. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to target him again because he's still part of this offense for now. But Washington's the more explosive player. Washington is the player who I think has more upside. And in terms of return on investment, I think it's a safe one because I do think they're going to be aggressive. They got absolutely embarrassed. And when a team gets embarrassed, it tends to be a little bit of a, a turnover back. To, Especially a team that we back. expect to yeah, good things out of this absolutely. year, right? So for me, I think Juju is a perfectly good combination there. You could even play him in a trio with Ben and Connor. They're one of those offenses where you can go with the running back and the wide receiver and the quarterback. I don't recommend that often, but the Steelers are one of them because of the way that offense runs. Yeah, uh, agreed. And the one thing I would say is that I thought the Steelers handled it well in terms of the way they were speaking about it. Ben said he would go back to Moncrief in a moment. Moncrief admitted it was the worst game of his life. He's got to make plays. He dropped multiple uh, first down uh, passes, so we'll see how that goes out. continues to play out. What I would say about James Washington in general I've thought that if he were the number two wide receiver, we'd already know. Clearly, he hasn't earned that yet, but I think those opportunities will continue to come, as you said. Especially if Dante Moncrief keeps dropping balls. Right. I don't care if he said it's the worst game of my life and he wants to shrug it off. It was still out there. The preseason was still kind of muddy for him. There was a lot of reasons to look at the other side and see Washington's preseason. You hear Tomlin talk about Washington. He's got to step up and prove it. This could be that game where he does that. And if he does, you might have an answer to the question of who's going to be that number two for the Steelers going forward. That's right. So uh, we already talked about Tyrell Williams quite a bit. Uh, good value there. A game with a lot of expected points, 53 and a half at present. Uh I want to talk about some guys at the top and no, didn't mean to bury the lead at all, but we have DeAndre Hopkins who, granted, going up against a tougher Jags D, but still uh, is expected to have a high projection just for the way that offense runs. As you said about the Steelers, Houston similar, very concentrated number of touches, all going to Hopkins. And then, uh, conversely, Michael Thomas, which is a game where you like Alvin Kamara a lot, but I, I'd like to get your thoughts in another high total game about Michael Thomas there and then DeAndre Hopkins against the Jags. I never dislike Michael Thomas. None of us should ever dislike him. It's just a matter of what you want to pay for and how you want to go through it this week. And I think Thomas is one guy I always want to pay up for when he's at home. When he's on the road, a little less. You saw that touchdown drought last year where he won half a dozen games without a touchdown for a stretch there, and some of those were road games. So I think you just want to just dial that back a little bit. Another wide receiver we haven't talked about. Uh, Boye is going to be out today. 
and that means Will Fuller is going to have a secondary corner guy from the uh, from the depth chart step up and try to guard him. That could be a disaster. So if you're looking for another wide receiver play with upside in a tournament who has that touchdown upside and a game that has a good total from the Texans' standpoint, I think Will Fuller is certainly now in play for sure on Sunday. Yeah, I think for those of you just getting into DFS or just sort of figuring this out for the first time or just trying to work your way through it, I think any of the notes we give you on some of these higher-priced players that are the elite players in the National Football League, you can always play them. Because they have the ability, regardless of defensive matchups, to to play like an elite player. doesn't matter really who's covering them. But they're also going to be high-priced, and I just think you're trying to limit your exposure to them or perhaps just put them in tournaments and they're not a cash game lock, right? Right. I think it's a balance. I think what you're looking for always... When you're putting GPP lineups together, you're always looking for volume and opportunity. And when you're putting cash game lineups together, you're looking for volume and proven commodity. It's okay to pay the premium. It's all right. They're, they're premium guys for a reason. Some of the best return on investments for years in DFS have been guys like Antonio Brown and guys like Le'Veon Bell, who historically were very high in, in terms of pricing. Had so Mahomes for the last year and a half. Right. You've got to find the balance. So on a, night, a day like today... I say the Chiefs are one of those times. This is a time where you pay up for them, and it's all right. There's going to be other times where I think you're going to shy off them a little bit. But I, I think certain opportunities, certain matchups, and also depending upon what the slate looks like. What's the night game? Who are the players that are playing on Monday night and Sunday night that aren't going to be in that main slate in some of those bigger tournaments that you are taking out of the equation? Thursday you saw CMC. He's off the board. So when you have less of those guys who are those premium top-end guys, sometimes that just makes an opportunity for you to go – uh, and attack on the ones that are left over because now there's fewer of them on the make a difference. You want the difference makers in your lineup. That is what's key to making sure that you hit all the pay lines in DFS. And to Joe's point, uh, Jets, Browns are tomorrow. Eagles, Falcons tonight. So you're losing guys like Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and some pretty high-profile DFS Zach players. Hurts, Deshaun Jackson yeah. from last week. So obviously, it's a huge game. So, uh, all right, last couple of guys. Larry Fitzgerald, do you like him uh, going up against Baltimore? Probably in a negative game script where they're throwing their way back into it. And John Brown, who I have in my John Brown, who I have in my lineup, Stacking him with Josh Allen in a turn. Oh, I got a ton of ton of John Brown and Josh Allen as well. You saw a ton of targets go his way. I think he's going to be that guy. I think they're going to come in again and be really tough this week. And Larry Fitzgerald, look, another guy who saw a lot of confidence from his rookie quarterback. That's what you want. You want that kind of confidence from Kyler Murray. And I'll tell you what, if you are going in the road in Baltimore for your first start ever on the road as a rookie, Who's the best weapon out there you can depend on? It's got to be Larry Fitzgerald. It has to be the Hall of Famer. So I would expect Kyler Murray to rely on him pretty heavily today. I've made a fantasy living off of people fading Larry Fitzgerald for the last five years. (laughs) It's on every team I can possibly get him on. DFS, maybe not every week, but I think this is a week. Negative game script, 13 points. I I, I give Arizona a lot of credit for fighting back in that game. I don't think it's going to go that well for them today. I think it's going to be a tough assignment going to Baltimore. So we'll come back. We'll continue to give you the DFS information on the day. QBs and tight ends are next on DFS Today. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Intro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies, 
to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your card? Car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Thanks for getting on the grid and watching on Zumo, Channel 719, listening on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Appreciate it. Trying to get you all the news that we can for DFS today. We've gone through running backs and wide receivers. We're going to do QBs and tight ends right now. Uh, Maybe get you some top defenses as well. But QBs... Last week, we talked about uh, that phrase, running the wheel, where you can just use a whole bunch of different quarterbacks, but it seems like the projections are a little more bunched this week. We have Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, really up at the top of the list this week. Well, look, I was a broken record about Lamar Jackson last week. I mean, I could not possibly talk him up anymore, and he was pretty good. He was all right. He did okay, and I'm telling you what, I'll go back to that well again this week. I think you have to actually go back there. Uh, That Arizona team has to travel. Not a good defense. No Patrick Peterson. There's every reason to believe he could be equally good, and he didn't run the football at all last week. I mean, that was three rushing attempts. That's it. That's it. Imagine this week if he runs a little bit. Imagine he ends a rushing touchdown instead. Now, is he going to throw for five every week? Of course not. That's not going to happen. But at the same time, I think you're going to look at this uh, this field of quarterbacks. Say it's Mahomes. It's Allen. It's Lamar Jackson. Those are the guys. And then if you want to go a little bit safer, a little bit uh, cheaper down the trough there, I think Ben Roethlisberger on the bounce back is a really good investment too. I would stay away from Brady. I really would. I just think there's too much action on him, too much action on the Pats, too much easy action too with a lot of new people because every year in DFS you get new people trying and new people looking at it and trying to make lineups. And obviously the early favorite today, are New England Patriots, and with good reason. But at the same time, that doesn't make it a good daily play because it's going to be hard to separate. So I think the ownership's just going to be way too high on them. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I think he can get a lot of work done early, but uh, to Joe's point, maybe they don't push the ball down the field for all 60 minutes. But um, Mahomes we talked about. We talked about that offense extensively this week. Lamar Jackson, he's got there. So Josh Allen, let's focus on him for a moment. Because I really like him this week. You just saw me putting together a tournament lineup where I have Josh Allen in there. I think he's going to have a decent amount of ownership in tournaments, to be honest. But uh, I'm going to make my pivot in that way. I'll try to use somebody like Kamara and use Josh Allen because I can drop down. And I I think, based on where the Giants defense played, my, my largest concern about the Giants this year was absolutely their defense. I thought the offensive line was going to be a little bit better. I think the Eli stuff even though he's at the end of his career, is a little overrated as to how bad he is. And Barkley is obviously a monster. They got Sterling Shepard there, although he's out today with a concussion. And we have Evan Ingram there. They have weapons. They can be a functional offense. Defensively, I don't think they have it. Nope. And I think, I think Dallas ran all over them last week and passed all over them last week. And I think the Bills have an opportunity to do it today. The Bills coming off an emotional win like that, down 16, get the win right behind us here as we're at the Sports Grid studio at FanDuel Sportsbook right here in the Meadowlands. I, I think it's a, it's a perfect opportunity for them to be on track against a tough defense playing for the second time in a row in this stadium. And I just think they'll be comfortable and come out guns blazing. I agree. I agree. And now, no, certainly Shepard in this game either, Mike. So you're taking another weapon away from the Giants. I know Evan Ingram was impressive last week. Of course he was. Saquon is always impressive. But that Bills defense is for real. That secondary is for real. And now when you're taking away another wide receiver, 
now you're going to be able to bring some of those guys up a little bit. You're going to have some of those guys pass rushing, and I think that's a disaster for Eli Manning waiting to happen in this one. But on the other flip side of that, you saw another guy we didn't talk about, Devin Singletary, too, did not touch the ball a whole lot there. But when he did, my goodness, did he make the most of it. He looked absolutely spectacular in the fourth quarter of that game against the Jets. I think that because you saw him play so many snaps last week, you're going to see him get a lot more touches this week in this game here. You're going to see him active. You can see Brown active and Josh Allen, who I think is really going to step forward. He showed you last week that he can be more than just a guy that runs around. I think that first half, like a lot of teams in the first half last week, are all shaking the dust off of the preseason because they just didn't play that much. You saw a lot better football from most teams in the second half last week and I think you're going to see that kind of continue from where they left off against the Jets same building same results I think this week yeah to give you sense Pat Mahomes 7500 on DraftKings Josh Allen only 5300 Alvin Kamara 8200 on DraftKings and uh, Devin Singletary only 4200 so you're getting some real values there John Brown down to 5200 where Juju Smith Schuster is 7500 I'm sort of building my lineup with some of these guys a little bit of a stars and scrubs approach and I think the scrubs are actually not that at all they're uh, just priced like it uh, Devin Singletary does not look like a scrub when he's running the football he looks right. real good right right so uh keep going through the QBs uh Dak Prescott guy who played tremendously last week and I just mentioned earlier Derek Carr a guy that played well you like Derek Carr in a potential negative game script what are your thoughts on Dak Prescott I do sometimes you want to go with the negative right so you look at Carr and you say okay well he's Derek Carr he's limited yeah he is limited but it's the Chiefs, so why not take a shot there? And what that does is it gets you on the opposite end. I don't think it's going to be an upset by any stretch of the means, but are you looking for fantasy points? Are you looking for a good return on investment? Are you looking for some scoring opportunities? Well, hey, he gives you all of those things. And I know that sounds like kind of a used car salesman pitch there, but it's just true. He's cheaper. He's going to get the job done. And Dak was a – I'll tell you what. I did not see that Dak game coming. Uh, I don't know a lot of us did in the industry. That was an incredible performance. I don't know if it can get better than that. I think this week it's going to be a little bit tougher in Washington on the road to come up with that sort of a contest for him. But I will say this. Considering Ezekiel Elliott's probably not at the full Ezekiel Elliott quite yet, I think you're going to see a little bit more Dak Prescott. And you saw Gallup. You saw Amari Cooper. You saw all these guys getting involved, too. Amari Cooper is a guy I want in my lineup. Dallas looks really strong this year. I'll tell you what, the Eagles better be worried a little bit because if they let Washington beat them up in the first half there and you see Dallas go in there and just whoop them for four quarters, I think that's a little bit more of an indictment on the Eagles than people realize. Yeah, Eagles did not play well at all in the first half last week. Uh, Gutted it out and came back. uh, Washington with the late cover in that game, which disappointed a lot of people. This guy. Uh, <laughs> as they covered the game late, although I did have Philly on an in-game, uh, in-game it disappointed game, me so, too. Believe yeah. me, so uh, believe me, a huge disappointment. Mike. So let's switch over to tight ends. We've talked about Darren Waller a lot. Really good value there. Travis Kelsey, obviously part of this Chiefs offense. Uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, let's talk about him right now. Uh, he really concentrates to be the best target in the passing game, not named Saquon Barkley. So we just expect opportunities there, correct? We do. My problem is now that Shepard's out, now what do you do? There's no Golden Tate. There's no Shepard. I just feel like there's going to be so much focus now with the linebacking core on him that I think this turns into a huge Saquon Barkley game. I'm not saying you shouldn't play Evan Ingram. I'm just saying you might want to limit your exposure to him. I think that's the better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, okay, and George Kittle. Uh, obviously somebody we talk about every week. You don't have Zach Ertz in the main slate because he plays tonight against Atlanta. So uh, George Kittle, a regular part of our discussions on DFS and the seasonal leagues. What are your thoughts on him today? I think the forgotten man. Right now. I think because he was uh, targeted a lot last week, he had a touchdown called back, all that situation there where there were opportunities, but he didn't really cash in on them. That now people are a little quiet on George Kittle, and I don't think you should be. I think you should pay attention to this as an opportunity. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity where there's going to be a lot of heat on Kelsey, a lot of heat on Waller, a lot of heat on Evan Ingram. But maybe not so much on Kittle. So if you're looking to differentiate with another tight end who is a huge cog in the offense, who has touchdown upside, who has all those big game-breaking sort of skills, I think it's George Kittle, and I think Kittle today is a great opportunity because nobody's talking about him. Yeah, uh, I like it. So a little bit of a pivot maybe off of Kelsey and Waller as people focus so much on that Kansas City and Oakland game. So let's get to some defenses here. Um, all You talked about Mark Andrews earlier. It's the last tight end we'll talk about. I think obviously an opportunity there as Lamar Jackson continues to play well. Mark Andrews was talked about a lot during the preseason as the tight end. That would be the lead tight end. Hayden Hurst, a first-round draft pick last year, but all preseason we heard Mark Andrews was the guy. 
Okay. And it proved to be the case in week one. So hopefully we continue that momentum. I think this is another carryover. I think you can count on Mark Andrews more than you can on Hollywood Brown simply because younger quarterbacks tend to favor the check down to the tight end. And that's that's not an indictment on Lamar Jackson. Most young quarterbacks do that. Tom Brady did it when he was young in his career. A lot of great quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, another one. Yeah. So it's not an oddity. It's not something that's a knock on Jackson, but it's a positive in terms of What's the floor you're looking for every week out of those weapons? I think there's a really high floor for Mark Ingram every week. I think there's a really high floor for Mark Andrews. And probably as well, the tournament guy, the big upside guy, that's Hollywood Brown. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. Got it. So we'll do defenses right now. You talked about the Pats. Uh, obviously, Pats, Ravens, and Chiefs are obviously all in these uh, high point total, large point spread games. But Pats and Ravens, two of the top defenses, they're also the two most expensive. Yeah, they are. And I'll tell you what, I I would be willing to fade down on defense. I love the Steelers' defense this week. I think they're a fantastic play at home. A defense that got absolutely just (laughs) destroyed in New England. Absolutely. And they they get to the quarterback, too. And I think that's something to keep in mind, too. Watt gets to the quarterback. Uh, I think Devin Bush is going to be a fine player. Uh, They just look exposed. I know they've been trying to play man against the Patriots now after a decade and change of trying to play that soft zone. Yeah, but Edelman was still running free. It doesn't matter. Well, because just because you want to play man doesn't mean you have the personnel to. They think they do, but maybe they're just not there yet. And look, they're still a little green. They still got some young. I mean, they're they're starting middle linebackers of his first game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think you look at this game here against Seattle, whose offensive line still has trouble. I think the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have a whole lot of opportunities. I think you're going to see a couple sacks here from Watt. Yeah. I think you're going to see a potential turnover, too, uh, as well from Russell Wilson. So keep that in mind, too, because uh, Tyler Lockett's banged up on that game. There's a lot of problems with Seattle right now, and they got masked by the fact that they eked out a win. And I don't like them at all going on the road to Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh has something to prove. Uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, as a Steelers fan, I obviously sign off. So uh, last team mentioned here, uh, Cleveland Browns, but they're in a showdown scenario, obviously, against the Jets. Um, how about anybody? Uh, they're a good value, but you've got to use them in a showdown or some sort of combination of the two. Uh, any other defenses that you would drop down to? I know I noticed the Texans are written down here. Uh, yeah, the Texans are written down there, too, just because let's see with you know Minshew going on the road. God bless him. I love the attire he's wearing on the road. He looks awesome. But at the same time, he's limited in what he can do. And now you got J.J. Watt. you got uh, some really tough personnel you're playing against. And this is not the Chiefs' defense now. This is the Texans' defense. And I know the Texans gave up a fair amount of points to the Saints last week, but that's the Saints. So you always take that with a grain of salt because of Drew Brees and because of where that game is. But for me, I think uh, I think it's going to be a long day for the Jaguars. I really do. Interestingly, I'm looking at my notes here. And, uh, again, we're here in the sports grid studio, the FanDuel Sportsbook at, at the Meadowlands. So um, Sports Grid, uh, in their betting model right here, they have the Jaguars getting nine as a five-star bet. Pretty interesting call there. I think that's probably more of a component of them thinking the game may be close as opposed to them saying the Jags have a chance to outright win it. I think what they're looking for is some garbage time. Yeah. I think that's what I think that's the back what door that cover. Yeah, I think it's the backdoor cover there. And that makes sense too because why? It's a division game where you're not going to just phone it in at the end. If you're down, you're going to keep pressing and pressing and pressing and try to compete. And I think Jacksonville will do that. It's also early in the season. You're not going to get a lot of teams quitting early in the season. That's something you say for week 14, 15, 16 as you get down there and people realize they're not really in it. And I think San Francisco is another defense too to keep an eye on. They played well last week. This could be another scenario, too, where they're going uh, to play Cincinnati and Joe Mixon's going to be limited. I know he's going to play, it looks like, but limited. So that's a that's a big issue, too. Look for some turnovers there as well. I think uh, I would definitely keep an eye on that San Francisco defense. 100% also. their defense that I'm looking at this week. Uh, I, I think Cincinnati, as you said, Seattle struggled and Cincinnati hung with them. But with Mixon banged up and Gio Bernard in there for a lot of snaps or all the snaps, then that um, – I just think it's a tough assignment. I, th- I think the Bengals are really one of the worst teams in the NFL, top to bottom. I think Zach Taylor's going to do his best with what he's got, but I just expect this to fall apart. And the Niners have an opportunity to go to 2-0 and after a couple of road games. That would be big for them. If they can start off the year 2-0 and and then go home and get right, let me tell you, that's a really good start for a team who had Absolutely. big expectations last year and fell short because Garoppolo, you know, right. and it became a lost season. So now in year two for Shanahan, if you're Shanahan, you want to get off to a 2-0 and start and two road wins to start the year, that would be spectacular for them. Yeah, so to really quickly recap as we approach the end of the hour, and Joe's up next with Roto Experts in the morning. 
Manning with Jim Day uh, and Davis Maddock. Uh, you're at the quarterback position. You're liking Lamar Jackson yet again. You like Ben Roethlisberger to bounce back. Pay up for Patty Boy. And Patrick pay up for Holmes. Alvin Kamara. We yeah. like Amari Cooper. We like a few other guys. But uh, always go to Daily Roto to check out the information in the podcast and try to rewatch this show online. Take down some notes. Win some money. Mike and Joe, we're out. We'll talk to you next week. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything's done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Full-time fantasy. The NFL boggles my mind because the Ezekiel Elliott investigation, their lead investigator said, yeah, there's nothing here. They suspended him. Nothing happened with Tyreek Hill. Remember LaShawn McCoy, the whole club thing? Nothing happened to him. So I don't know what the NFL is going to do, but you take the shot. I love Darren Waller, but you have Zach Ertz. But Adam, we don't know if Waller can hold up for 16 we games. We have no idea. Maybe he's good for nine games, but Brown, you know what he could do. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Miss. No, I Here's what you missed on DFS Today. Oh, I missed. I know some people are a little afraid of Raheem Mostert, and I think that's fair. But at the same time, I do think you have to think the workload there will be there for Brita, and I do believe that they're a scoring opportunity too. And when you're looking for a guy who's got a good combination of touchdown upside and good price, he's a good lineup builder this week. Especially in cash games, because you got to think, i got to save somewhere, especially if I want to pay up a quarterback potentially for whether it be Lamar Jackson or want to pay up for Patrick Mahomes, who we'll get to a little later on in the show. Those are the kind of guys who are going to allow you to do that. And I think that Brita is a responsible lower price running back and a bit of a fade for some of the top guys, but there's a couple of top guys we think that I absolutely love and am willing to pay for. Okay, and one of the names you have right here is Alvin Kamara, a top guy you're willing to pay for. You were on Gurley last week. He's uh, mentioned here in your notes again, so give me your thoughts on those two. Well, I'm going to double down on Gurley again okay. because I know the first half was frustrating for everybody. It was frustrating for me, too. I'm with you. But in the fourth quarter, he looked good. He looked real good. He looked like Todd Gurley. And I know the frustrating thing is you saw Malcolm Brown get the touchdowns, and that's not what you want. You want Todd Gurley to at least be getting the touchdowns, and I think that will come today. This is a huge game for the Rams. This is a game that when we look back on it could be determining home field advantage throughout the playoffs for the NFC. So all hands on deck today. I think that's why you saw Todd Gurley kind of 
paced along a little bit in the first half of that game. But on the other side of this one, Alvin Kamara is an absolute beast. And the reason I love Kamara so much this week, Mike, is because if you look at Drew Brees' history on the road last year, he averaged about 217 yards per game, only through eight touchdowns last year, or nine touchdowns, I believe, on the road. But Alvin Kamara's numbers on the road were absolutely spectacular last year. They leaned heavily on him. They eased off of Drew Brees. And I think you're going to see that again today because they're going to do everything they can once again to keep Jared Goff and all those receivers and Todd Gurley off the field, keep that ball. And the way you do that is a healthy diet of Latavius Murray, but especially Alvin Kamara. Uh, another guy here is a value play, Josh Jacobs. We talked about how all the Raiders are underpriced, really due to the fact that they played so late on Monday night. But uh, any concern that Jacobs regresses from week one to week two, or do you think there's going to be so many touches there in a high-scoring game that it's just worth it every time? I have no worries. Right. Look at me. I'm, I'm carefree, Mike Blewett. I don't know why. I just am. I think that John Gruden's figured out what this offense's identity is going to be, and I think it's going to be Josh Jacobs. It, in fact, it might have to be Josh Jacobs now that Antonio Brown is gone. So if you can run the football efficiently, he showed he can catch the ball as well. I think that all of the noise about, oh, I can't handle the workload, that's a big load of crap, and I'll tell you what. If that is coming true, it doesn't matter because it's only week two. We don't have to worry about that. This is not season long. This is daily fantasy. Is he going to be good today? I think absolutely. Huge amount of volume for him. Huge, huge touchdown upside. I think he could even go for two scores today. I really like him. Again, Chiefs defense, not impressive at all to me last year. Especially against the run. Especially against the run. And I am all in on Josh Jacobs. He's a great value on DK and on FanDuel as well. you got to start him. Okay.